0: Hello, everybody. Another Off the Bench with Jamoke Davis, Jeremy Hyman, and Jacob Raymond as we discuss everything Wizards. And it is training camp, guys. We are going to be with the Washington Wizards down in Richmond, if not there physically, at least in spirit, while we will be uh, gearing up for another season of Wizards basketball. Guys, let's just first start with we got media day and training camp. How excited are you, Jacob? Can we finally say, as we have a running joke for the last two podcasts, "Is the season here?" We back. We back. No question. Uh, training camp next week.
1: Preseason starts right after. Uh, I think October fourth is our first preseason game. Um, Where it's it's full on go. <laughs> it's full on go. I feel like I feel like it's like it's like we you know it's like it's. Uh, it's, you know, you, it's, a, it's a marathon for so long, and then all of a sudden it snaps on, and then it's a sprint for the next six months.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and we're ready. Hopefully, hopefully longer. longer. Hopefully, hopefully longer. Hopefully longer. Yeah, geez. Yeah. It'll be like Usain Bolt, huh? Sprinting through the season. That's right. Hopefully with a gold medal, a championship at the end. Don't jinx it, knock on wood. Jeremy, I know you're excited, but I just found out, fans that listen to us, uh, breaking news, Jeremy Hyman will not be down there now that he and Jacob have built Uh, a digital empire they don't even have to go to everything anymore which is exciting for them i'm sure for their their livelihood to be able to kind of go home and relax some days instead of being at camps and games all the time i know you're gonna miss richmond jeremy
2: yeah i will miss it i wish i could be down there but i have a personal matter i have to uh take care of so i'll be there uh in spirit as you said and and um you know we we'll have we still have the great social and digital coverage from our team yeah, here uh,
1: i mean it's probably going to be better you know <laughs> but jeremy jeremy's jeremy's gotten complacent that's <laughs> that's that's, complacent. that's what happens well, I mean, that's well, what we, happens you just um, go
2: through the motions but we have the hungry hungry first timer hungry first timer going down there.
1: <laughs> no i'm just kidding i i wish jeremy could be there too his uh his social coverage is as good as anybody's in the nba but um family always comes first
0: yeah Yes, it does. As, as uh, very close to family as we are, uh, we also were discussing before the show that the Red Sox swept Sad. the Orioles in Baltimore. So um, I'm going to have to keep Jeremy and Jacob a little bit separated while we. I mean, go Jeremy legitimately
1: ruined. I mean, I, I, it's been, I'd probably say it's been five months of really hard work for me this year <laughs> following the Orioles. <laughs> and Jeremy pretty much ruined it all over the last four nights. So. Just ready for the playoffs. <laughs> I thought I was ready for the playoffs four days ago. We had a three-game lead, and now we're out of the playoff picture. So that's great. Yeah,
2: Thanks, we're just, Jeremy. we're just ending one one team in the AL East at a time.
1: Ended I was looking New York, at. An, I know that we're way off. I was. I know that we're way off topic right now, but I was looking at some of the Ori the Orioles' numbers since the All Star break, and the combination of like Scope, Weeters, Trumbo, and Davis, not a one of them is hitting over one ninety since the All Star break. Yeah.
0: Yeah, All right, we'll call it a, a slump, definitely a slump for your heavy hit. A nice half-season slump? Yeah. That's
1: cool. Thanks, guys. Way to ruin my fall.
0: <laughs> well, the good thing is that with fall also starts basketball as we and get we're back not done on yet. track.
1: We're not done yet.
0: We're, no, you're not done yet. That's true. So but we're,
1: only, we're only half a game out right yeah. now of the wild card. So Not that I would have any faith in us doing anything in the playoffs, <laughs> but
2: we have all the faith in Boston now. the hottest team in the. I in think the majors. Red Sox are
1: going I think the Red Sox are gonna. I'm. If I was. Um, if I was making a wager right now, I'd predict um, Red Sox over Cubs in the World Series, probably.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna take this moment because we really we could go on a baseball podcast. Yeah, we need
1: to, We need to stop.
0: No, but 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 here's the thing. For all our fans out there, we're gonna use the hashtag off the bench. You can tweet at Jeremy, Jacob, or myself. We all use our names on Twitter. If we need to open off the bench up to discuss other sports, maybe we can do that. We can still have a Wizards focus in the NBA, but maybe, you know, give, give a little bit of time. 10% of our podcast to other sports interests. Like
1: we've probably already given like a quarter of it we to have, baseball have, on this one. Let's, let's <laughs> okay. get back on We're track. We're four
0: minutes in. We're, we've spent four minutes, uh, three and a half of it on, on baseball. Okay, so back on track. We're talking about training camp. Um, media day is ending. When you head It down hasn't there, ended yet. It hasn't ended yet, but I'm saying... you haven't even ending, done it yet. Yeah, yeah, but when it's oh, ending, right? Oh, okay, right, I understand. The mindset. What do you think Scott Brooks wants to get this team ready for? What kind of tone do you think he wants to take with training camp? I've already seen with the schedule. We got a lot of... Two, well, the players have a lot of two-a-days. I was going to say, we don't have any two-a-days. Well we, well, we have to cover it. We'd have to be there for I mean, two-a-days, too, Two-a-day right? picture-taking. Picture-taking. Yeah, That's right. tough.
2: Yeah, no. It's... I mean, we'll... We'll see. I mean, this is, there's a lot of new things here. We have so many new players, new coaches. It's the first time we've really had new stuff like this in four years, I believe, since the two thousand
1: twelve thirteen. Tr- it was our our flip was the coach in our first season, correct? In yeah, that was, in five Richmond. years ago. So that was the eleven. 12, and he didn't make it through that season, right?
2: And that was eleven twelve, and then so twelve thirteen was Randy Whitman's first training camp. Because again, remember in eleven, twelve, they had the, was the, you know, the lockout, lockout. and so there wasn't a real training camp then. Anyway, mm-hmm. so twelve, thirteen was sort of that was,
1: that was the that was a re- that was the Usain Bolt sprint. We're doing like yeah. four hundred meters. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was that the one hundred meters.
2: Yeah, but so now, so that was Randy's first camp was twelve, thirteen. So since then, this is really the first time we'll have all kind of new a new idea of what how Scott Brooks likes to run his practices. I mean, two a days. It can be there, in, in, you know, in theory, it means they'll show up. You, you don't know what, you know, what type of drills they'll do in the morning. What they're going to do later. Sometimes they like to do, you know, some of their walk through stuff early, mm-hmm. or sort of the dummy offense. And you know, usually, especially today, with how how conscious they are about saving guys' bodies, they're not going to be running f- full court. F- yeah. Five on five, twice a day. Yeah. That's just not That's not how any team does things anymore. That used to be the way kind of things worked back in the olden days because a lot of these players had to get into shape when they would show up at training camp. But now with the off-season workouts, these guys have been playing for the last you know few
1: weeks, some if of them months. Um, if anybody follows Drew Hanlon on any of his social media platforms, you would see how hard um, Kelly and Brad have been working this off-season with him. Mm-hmm, the, yeah. st- and the stuff he posts is really great. And yeah. it, it's almost across the board about,
2: I mean, almost every guy comes into training camp probably in the best shape that they'll be in all season because they spend so much of the offseason working out and they come in
0: so, uh, so, they're well. phys- they're so physically fit. Right. And there is no, oh, I, I need a few games to get in game shape. Yeah, you, I mean, no, you. I mean, they're, and they're you know with the nutrition. That's why stuff. I tweet
1: all off season. You know, yeah. yeah. It's because when when game one hits, you don't want to like be like slow on the Twitter finger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like you
0: got you you got to tweet all off season. All perfect, one hundred and forty characters. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but that's image inclu- image not included. Image <laughs> not included. Right. That's right. But that's so
2: that's what we kind of have to look forward to is just seeing all these new storylines with new players in town. You know, the whole bench is all different. We'll try to figuring. We'll try to start to figure out what the rotation is going to look like, although that's going to take some time. We won't know that in camp, but there's a ton of storylines in camp. Um, You know, John's obviously had offseason surgery on his knees. Yeah. Um, And I'm
0: wondering if we can talk about the storylines with John. I feel like he still has to get to that superstar status, right? This is a season he really has to put the team on his back and get back to the playoffs.
1: Well, I mean, I'll agree with some of that. I think that – I'll, I'll I'll say John Wall is a superstar
0: right now. Okay. I mean I mean, um, okay. Let me let me rephrase um, that. He is a superstar on and off the court, but as a player, he's got to take that team like to the next level, right?
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's what uh, I mean. A superstar needs to be able to to win in the playoffs. I mean and take his team. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. But it is. I mean that's on the team.
1: Right, he's but the I feel like he's going he's going in the first round of fantasy drafts right, right now. But, he's, he's a, but the last he's time we're in
0: the playoffs, a lot of people talked about Trevor Reza was like the X factor. Mm-hmm. Then Paul Pierce was the X Factor. Mm-hmm. Then we missed the playoffs as we let those guys go I don't, thinking Brand. I mean Paul was Paul Wall was obviously
1: gonna, an X factor, but I mean I think if you look back at that Hawks series, most would say that if John doesn't get hurt,
0: they win that, that series. That, that series, true. I don't Very know if we true. win,
1: but it goes. It goes differently. Yeah, it goes. Yeah. The series took a dramatic turn when John got hurt, and for him to battle through that injury, which I mean, if you saw his hand, it was it was bad. It was, and so I it mean, was. like for him to battle through that, I think that was. I think that cemented him. And then obviously the whole team took a step back last season. But
2: yeah, but I think you're just kind of splitting hairs, what you want to call them. That's kind of just for media uh-huh. know, and for rankings and lists, which in all honesty doesn't really make a difference i mean he's an unbelievable player he's the best player on this wizards team and they're gonna go as far as he and bradley beal are gonna take Mm -hmm. them because they're they've kind of sort of put all their eggs in those two guys (coughs) to be able to lead this team now um you know both of them financially are set set at max players and i think we're financially set too oh yeah I know Jacob is. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, but. Try planning a wedding and then see how you feel about that. But, but, yeah, so that, I mean, just, so seeing how Wall's health will be is something that people are going to keep their eyes on. I, I honestly don't know how much, how much he's going to do in training camp. You know, what activity. I mean, he's the jury's still out
1: do. if he's going to be ready for game one. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I mean, it's an 82 game season. So if he's not ready for game one, he's not ready for game one. It's like, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. Yeah. this this season, I mean, we're joking about it being a sprint, but in reality, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's only a sprint for us on an everyday basis, but <laughs> it's a long grind of a season. Yeah. And Jeremy be the first to tell you it's too long. Right. And that's that's but another that's, that's another podcast. But <laughs> we
2: um, but we have to wait and see on John. We'll have to see how he what he says in training camp. You know how bad he loves to play, so he's going to want to play, but the medical staff, and he... He's not going
1: to want to miss the lights on Atlanta on opening night. Yeah, yeah. he's
2: going to probably try to get himself ready for game one. If it works out, great. If not, if he comes back a couple
1: weeks I'm, into the season, I don't think that's too big of a deal either. I'm selfishly really hoping for... I mean, if he misses Atlanta, fine. If he misses Memphis, fine. I'm selfishly really hoping he's ready for Toronto in game three. Yeah, and and that's that's sort of what we'll
2: have to wait and see. But you At know, home. They brought in... You know, a lot of guys, Trey Burke, uh, Sadoransky is is now here, guys that are capable of handling the ball. And hopefully we'll be able to take a little bit of that load off John because they put mm-hmm. so much on him the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, kind of the wear and tear might have gotten to him. So it would be nice if he could take a rest every now and then, um, you know, get a game off, which he never likes to do. But it might be smart. Um, throughout this season. So that's all stuff we'll keep an eye on.
0: Another storyline, a guy we've talked about a lot, Kelly Oubre, trying to avoid the sophomore slump, seeing if he takes another step up. I don't – I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, everybody's saying the right things about Kelly right now. Scott Brooks just had glowing things to say mm-hmm. about him recently. Yeah, I mean, he's – there's no question the rotation is set up for him to play a lot of minutes this season. I mean, he's – um the natural backup to Otto um, and I mean he can also fill in you know he can play in a big lineup at the two and mm-hmm. he can play he can play anywhere on the wing essentially and so I mean the minutes are there for him he's just got to show us he's yeah he's gonna take the next step like you said I mean I don't I I've I've got faith in him okay yeah I
2: I'm a huge Ubre fan and I I don't think he's
1: anywhere close to where he's going to be eventually with his potential you have to remember how young he was he wasn't even starting for Kansas some yes. of his freshman year yeah. until the end. He was so young.
0: Mm-hmm. I um. mean. And, and, he's, and, and the thing is, because then the other part of it is that I think we would always say that Otto's a really good guy. And I think that's tough because I feel like as Kelly Oubre gets more minutes, now we're talking about, okay, where does Otto fit in at? Does that mean he loses minutes? Or do you want to put them on the floor together so they can run more and maybe well, go smaller? I, I, don't, I don't think you have to worry about
1: Otto's minutes this season. I think Otto's going to play a boatload of minutes no matter how you shake okay. it up. Um, yeah, the
2: Wizards are not deep at that wing, that sort of mm-hmm. three spot at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of – if you could say there's – I don't know if I'd call it a weakness because I think Otto and Kelly could be good players. But that is a that is where the Wizards, I would say, are the thinnest is that that wing spot. And I would not worry about guys like Otto getting minutes. And I like I said, I'm I'm optimistic. Kelly is going to make a step forward and improve and even if he does i mean he'd be a nice guy to play off the bench he could start for you like he did some last year defensively Mm -hmm. i think he's such such a menace on that side of the ball i think he's capable already of covering those looking at
1: this looking at the start of the season if i was if i was taking a guess on how those minutes will split up and let's say let's say those two guys basically just split time the three and don't play much elsewhere i would say you're probably looking at 32 33 minutes a night for otto at the start of the year, at fifteen to sixteen for Ubre. Yeah, something okay. like that could happen, and uh, I and, mean, and it's up to Ubre to earn more minutes, and it's for the beneficial, beneficiary of the team if he does. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. they'll are minutes will be out there to get, and that's and then there's there's all kind of different lineups the Wizards can play. I mean, there's scenarios where Kelly might not play some games, or if he goes through sort of a slump, he might. There could be someone else that kind of steps up and Otto also spent time
0: at the floor last year. Spot. You can easily yeah. spend them. You can yeah. play them on the floor. And together. that's right. That's I mean, I I think we like that smaller lineup, right? You know, maybe get either Marchin or Markeith at the five, mm-hmm. Otto, Ubre, Biel Mar- Wall. Mar- at the Ooh. five
1: is the Markeith at the five is the really small lineup. Yeah. yeah. And I mean with Tomas' size, you can easily play three guard lineups too. I mean, this right. is all stuff that like, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. But it's a good
0: conversation. I feel like it'd be neat yeah. to see if some of this stuff they they, they run it right. in training camp.
1: Yes. What um what would you say is the top training camp battle? minutes, you guys are looking forward to seeing.
0: I, I, that's the one I look forward to seeing because I feel like a lot See, of people are on the Ubre Jr. train. I don't feel like that's a. Tra- I don't. I, I mean, I, I. don't feel like that's a. training the sec- camp Okay, then yet. here's my one. A is Markeith and Jan Mahimi. I mean, excuse me, Marchin and Yan Mahimi. That <coughs> I think. I think
1: that the. I mean. That for could be a battle. For me, it's the front court in general. Just seeing how those minutes shake out because you have you have five guys in the front court all who are proven guys in this league that can play mm-hmm. you well, are i mean we are deep in the front court. yeah and what do we think of andrew nicholson well that, that's what that's the, that's
2: really when we made all these signings in the offseason that was kind of my biggest uh question was how are all these guys going to play who's going to play who's going to play together um how will how will it fit together because you know you could have Good, talented players, but if it doesn't fit and it doesn't work together, it's not going to do you any good, which that's part of sort of building the right roster. Yeah. Um, And that's something, yeah, that we'll see a little bit in training camp, how Scott Brooks decides to use some of these guys. I'm not as, I mean, you know, some guys are more into whether they start or not. It's really just about how many minutes you play, and sometimes it's more about who's finishing the games and it's Mm -hmm. about who's starting the games. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, March – was has been our starting center the last few years, but you remember there was a handful of games where he wasn't finishing the games. They were using yeah. different lineups, or um, and so that's that's something we'll we'll get an somewhat of an idea of. You really won't know that stuff until the actual season starts, and you know they actually start putting rotations and lineups together, and we see how it works. But you can kind of g- start to get an idea of who's playing a lot of first team minutes, who's playing together in camp, who's on the, whose side five on five when they do scrimmage but um and then in the preseason you'll kind of get an idea but um i think the team is very deep in the front court there's a lot of big guys who have played minutes for different teams over the last few years and the, the good thing is it's comp- you know it'll be a competitive battle the better player whoever plays better should earn the minutes um what, you
1: know what battle do you want to want to see jacob the front court no question i mean i think that's that's really the, that's by far where we're deepest and where the real, um, and where the real, um, battle for minutes lies. I mean, there are, um, of those, of those five, of those five players, I mean, they're really only, you know, only two, you can only play two of them together at the same time. Mm-hmm. There are, and there are, pro- and there are not minutes for five of them. Right. And we know, any given night.
2: we know John and Brad, if they're healthy, they're going to be out there for the majority of they're the gonna eat, guard minutes. They're going
1: to eat the guard minutes, and Trey and Tomas and maybe Jarrell are going to, uh, and Marcus are going to get some of those minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I behind them. But it's not like it's not like there's going to be a wide amount of minutes to get. I mean, in the front court, you know, it's it's ninety six minutes for five players, and yeah, whoever is playing well is going to get those minutes. I'd be shocked if it wasn't March and Marquise starting on opening night. But I'm, but those those minutes, those minutes are. Are widely available.
0: And you mentioned Jarrell. Do we think he's making the roster? Like, is that, you know? Because I feel like he's still in the same boat as House, Ochafu, and Ware.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, all like the,
0: the camp camp in preseason. I think he's got a leg up
2: because he spent time with us last season. Yeah, all those guys are. There's going that's gonna be the battle for sort of those last few roster spots. There's a lot of, you know. The contract situations, some of them are partially guaranteed, and some of them, there's a guarantee that clause that kind of goes in at some point during camp. But the reality is, those are all spots that are going to be, you know, fighting. Those guys are going to be fighting for those spots. And I liked, I thought Jarrell had a great summer league. I thought he showed that he could play, and he mm-hmm. could play, and he could do more than just be a shooter, which I think is what he kind of needed to do. Um, I think he could be, you know, they didn't use him very often last year, but. I mean if he's able to knock down threes, like I was gonna say there it. was
0: some games where he was hot, yeah, he's and, heating up,
2: and he could uh <laughs> you know he could give the team a little bit of offense, um kind of a deep you know way down on the bench there, so um yeah he's got he's definitely got a good shot at it, and then you never know what can happen with the end you know how rosters will shake out the team still could acquire guys I know mm-hmm. who aren't even here yet, there might be. Um, someone that is a late signing. There's still a couple of guys that are floating out there, um, and they could always make a trade if they really feel like they there's a
0: yeah. area of need. Yeah. And and so for all of you fans that are listening to the show and want to actually see the players, there will be an open practice in the afternoon, uh, evening time on September 30th. What kind of coverage can we expect socially for the fans who are not in Richmond or won't be able to go down for the open practice to be able to keep up with what the Wizards are doing in training camp?
1: Um, well, on Friday, on that Friday, you'll be able to watch the practice live on Facebook. That's um, excellent.
0: And,
1: um, or at least portions of it mm-hmm. um and other i mean we will have round the clock wall-to-wall coverage no twitter pun intended.
0: instagram snapchat
1: all of the above man
0: you can't do go on tinder and swipe right or swipe <laughs> left on the roster you can't do that
2: now that's probably for the better we'll
0: let the we'll let the hawks stay with Tinder. <laughs> All right, and, and for uh, for those of you out there that want to see some more behind-the-scenes coverage, Monumental Sports Network will be down there as well. Um, they'll also be doing some Facebook coverage. We have some uh, all-access kind of 60-second micro-docs. I'm teasing it that we're going to be doing. How much of the
1: tr- camp are you going to be for? I will for? be
0: going down there with the team. We're going to be on the team bus so people get some inside access to that. Um, I'll am coming back on Wednesday, and then another crew is going to come take, down for the open practice.
1: You take care of Chris for those first three days. I will do. You so. Make sure he eats. I will do so. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah.
0: Let's get out Chris Gehring's Twitter handle so people can.
1: Yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris is going to be with the, uh, with the team down there for us. He's um, he works with uh with uh, Jeremy and I, and his uh, his Twitter handle is CD. Garing, G E H R I N G. If you so want to hit him up while he's yes, there. Yes.
0: So hit him up while he's there, and, and make sure he's getting the kind of pictures that the fans want. And make sure you use the hashtag off the bench. If you uh, have any questions and throughout, for the, us, week, yeah, the, throughout the week, use the use the
1: hashtag WizCamp.
0: Yeah. And uh,
2: yeah, I was just gonna chime in. on getting a little bit off talk off topic, but. What I really am most excited for this season yeah? are going to be these opening videos. <laughs> I didn't oh know my that, goodness. If that was going to be on our, our itinerary, but I was fortunate enough to be at many of the shoots to see some of the, the different scenes. And you can see a lot of them. We posted a lot of pictures from, from most of those yeah. on our social media platform. So you could just see kind of where some of the guys were but I can't wait to see what it'll all look like when it's cut together.
0: We're really excited too. Um, for those fans who may not know, I'm one of the producer directors here who kind of runs the Wizards content for in-game and stuff like that with our production crew. Um, so we're doing four opening videos and we are done with almost all of the shoots. We only have Marcus Thornton and Trey Burke to get in the city. Um, but yes, as Jeremy said, if you checked out all the social media, you can kind of guess some of the locations where we shot um, or excuse me, I'll say recorded video so no one thinks anything harmful happened to the players. And so right. I always run into that sometimes with people like, what do you mean you shot them? Um, of, of where they're going to have their opening video featured. Um, so we'll have like a behind the scenes for each opening video. But there will be four running uh, at different times throughout the season. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. We tried to run some stuff in VCU, but their scoreboard isn't quite up to the same standards what we have in here in Verizon Center.
2: Yeah, I, I want to say that. I'm hoping for our guys are going to learn havoc and down y- there. Yeah? Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to watch those videos digitally on our uh, website as web- well. Yes, we'll definitely do as that. Well, so. And, and
0: so, so, training camp is going back to Richmond. The last time you went there, I go there all the time for my family. But I just wanted to share I some the last special time places I that fans in,
1: can go. I think the last time I was in Richmond, I was playing junior
0: hockey when I was like 14 what? years old. I don't oh, my I've
2: been, gosh. I've been there in years. I've never been to Richmond,
1: Jamoka. Okay. But I will be, that's I right. Because it was
0: Andrew Rosen.
1: I will be there at the end of the week. So. Okay.
0: There you go. Okay. So I'll give you some food places. <coughs> Mama J's, very good food, home cooking, southern cooking, Hogshead, and Buzz and Ned's Barbecue. Get some good barbecue if you're into the meats down there. Okay. okay are, you,
1: are you a paid sponsor? Are you you need If, if you're getting paid by these people, you need no, to... No, but I
0: figured, like, for me, if I was a fan, I don't know if I would go down there just for Friday, right? right. I'd want to just make, like, a weekend of it. At least yeah, go, like down, say this, go, go down for on the open Saturday.
1: practice Friday and enjoy Richmond for the right, weekend. Right, enjoy
0: Richmond and come back on Saturday. Or the Sunday. The Boathouse. The Boathouse is an amazing... Or Sunday, too. is an amazing restaurant. The view along the James River is out of this world. Um, but they have some staples, Maggiano's, Mellow Mushroom, that you can go as well. Now, attractions... The Virginia Museum of Fine Arts, they have some good stuff there. And the Lewis uh, Center Botanical, Ginter, excuse me, Botanical Gardens. And go to Carytown or Shaco District. That's where I say to go hang out. So now, see, I feel like we've given the fans some basketball and it kind of helped them out, figure out some places some they baseball. can go when they're down there. Mm-hmm. Some baseball, culture. too. A little culture to me complain. Okay, should we, you want to end it on football? No. Okay. All right, we'll just stick to basketball. All right, everybody. Wizard season is upon us. Make sure you use that hashtag, WizCamp when you are seeing a lot of the great um, pictures and, and snapchats and Instagram and make sure you uh, let us know if there's anything else you would like for us to cover as well. And for the podcast as well, because we're going to we'll try talk to make this anything. bi-weekly throughout the season. We'll talk about anything. Hashtag off the bench. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you next time. Fans. Ciao for now for Jeremy Hyman and Jacob Rehm. I'm Jamal K. Davis. Uh, we'll see you sometime like right before they start the Preseason, maybe? What do you think? Next week is when we'll start? Okay, I'm down. We got a phone call. Bye.